0: hello and welcome to another mini episode of what's normal with gabriel sanders hello i am gabriel sanders and right now i'm sitting at a big nice open park right now there's no one around me which is nice and if people do come by me there's a uh, about 30 feet distance for me and the path so maybe occasionally you'll hear a, a runner run by or or uh, Someone with a, a stroller or a bicycle, some birds, you may hear some traffic, and right behind me there are these gigantic power lines, and these power lines are buzzing, they're buzzing. So maybe at the end of this mini episode I'll have either a, a little mini brain tumor or the power to fly. I don't know, we'll see what happens, <laughs> let's, let's do this. See, there's people talking right behind me right now on bikes. So there you go. Here we go. (laughs) Person, woman, man, camera, TV. That's right, I said it. I said person, woman, man, camera, TV. And that's the title of this mini-episode. And you know who said it. That guy in charge of our country uh, sharing, boasting of how well he did on his cognitive test. I I actually have a few memories of doing my own cognitive tests uh, growing up. The oldest one I can conjure up to memory is doing one with a neighbor friend of mine and his mom. Growing up, this neighbor was my classmate. He was a close friend, probably just because of proximity, uh, and his younger brother. And we shared toys. We fought. Uh, we did happy dances around the kitchens when it was snack time. Uh, I remember we played with those little uh, WWF wrestling figures. I believe he became a doctor. Actually, I think both of them became a doctor. So um, we're in their dining room. He and his mom. Oh, his mom's name was Rhoda. Rhoda. R-H-O-D-A. Which I've always dug because it, it's so of that time. You know, Rhoda. It's like that TV show. Reminds me of that vibe, you know, the the 70s, maybe the dawn of the 80s, those hairstyles, that fashion sense, no bras, uh, the dark and light browns, maybe an off-white, some heavy makeup, maybe inspired by Cher. Anyway, I have this memory uh, of Rhoda uh, giving me and my friend, her son, a cognitive test. I don't know why she was doing it, but she was giving us a cognitive test in the dining room Uh, with drawing shapes, triangles, you know, geometric shapes. There's something with popsicles, popsicle sticks, uh, maybe other toys and stuff. I don't remember specifics, but we're sitting there in the dining room and uh, I, I just remember enjoying it. I remember enjoying this test so much I wanted to do more of them. I love the creativity of it. I love the interactive aspect of it. I love the multimedia of it. But I also remember correctly, even that I felt it was a little biased because it was mom and son and me. But, and she would, you know, I feel that she would say, you would comment on it after we'd be done with something. And, you know, of course it was her son. She would, you know, say, oh, very good, very good. Anyway, uh, that's my oldest memory uh, of a cognitive test. But flash forward, maybe seven years later. 1992, okay, 1992, I'm 15 years old, and, and now that family that was next door to me, they have now moved away, they moved away to a town across the county, uh, close, I saw them a couple of times, but yet far to, to uh, we didn't really keep up the friendship anymore, so I'm 15, and I'm riding my bike, I went home briefly, now I'm going back to school for evening drama rehearsals, I'm still in drama at this time. And one block from my house, I'm hit by a car. Um, And I was listening to music. Either I was listening to Queen or Van Halen. For some reason, I think the song, uh, the Van Halen song I was listening to was Right Now. But, so I'm hit by a car. And I had, uh, you know, I had a stop sign, but he had, he was speeding. Anyway. Uh, I had broken bones, broken pelvis, broken ribs, broken eye socket, chipped bones, collapsed and pierced lung, pierced by a broken rib, multiple head trauma. I am medevaced, which means I was strapped into a gurney and flown to a hospital by helicopter. You know, like MASH style, if you can think of the opening credits of MASH when you see the helicopter and the, the medevac. I had that as a, as a toy, actually. I had that helicopter. I think it was my brother's MASH toy, but I had that medevac uh, helicopter. I remember playing with that helicopter toy from MASH. Anyway, so this was the second time I was in that very hospital. This hospital was in East Meadow, Long Island. The first time I was in this hospital, uh, I was there with an accident uh, for my hand. I had injured my hand. I lost two fingertips on my right hand when I was about two and a half also from a bicycle and so I was on the pediatric ward I was on the of course at this time I was on the baby side but on the other side of the pediatric ward was for older kids teenagers so for some reason I befriended a boy about he was also about 15 years old on the other side of the of the ward I don't know how we met maybe you know My parents, my mom, and his mom, and blah, blah, they started talking. Anyway, we became friends for that time. So he, this boy, was actually on the same side of the floor that I would be sent to after I left ICU for when I was hit by a car at the same age of 15. That was an amazing total coincidence. Anyway, so I would visit him and he would give me chalk chip cookies. For some reason, I remember chalk chip cookies. While watching, out of his window, the medevacs land on the big circle. Again, I was flown to the hospital on a medevac. So this hospital is in East Meadow, Long Island. Um, I'm flown and it's a mad panic. Anyway, I'm on life support. I'm hooked up to IVs and a catheter I'm 15 years old, I'm out of the hospital in two weeks, no surgeries, but I'm still pretty fucking messed up. I'm messed up physically, I'm really messed up mentally, and for the next few years, I'm going to all sorts of doctors, therapists, meetings with lawyers, times two. This is my, this is my childhood, from 15 all the way up until 19 when I eventually went to court when I was in college, this is my life as i 'm healing, as I 'm dealing with life as a child uh, of, that, of that age, dealing with you know the questions of life, I'm also going to doctors, therapists, lawyers all the time, physical therapy, mental therapy and oh I was, and I was deeply, deeply depressed. I was writing all this messed up poetry. actually, the first poem I wrote, the first poem I wrote my mom, <laughs> I'd help me title the poem, and the poem is my mom's idea, it was Dark Alleys of Death, Dark Alleys of Death, okay, so, and I'm doing it, I'm I'm seeing all these medical, you know, people and everyone, times two, because I had to do it for the driver's side and my side, anyway, while in the hospital, once I was able to, you know, get up and move around by either using a walker I broke the left wing of my pelvis was snapped almost in two almost if I had snapped in two my leg would have stopped growing it almost hit the growth plate so but I still had to use a walker uh, and an IV stand and, and a wheelchair with an IV stand so so when I was able to move around I'd go see a clinical psychologist uh, downstairs so my mom would push me in the wheelchair or uh yeah, I think for that, for that distance it would be a wheelchair, it wouldn't be the, the walker. And this clinical psychologist was in a basement, or maybe it was a sub-basement, the basement below the basement. It was a small office, and when you entered the office, the desk was on the left facing the wall, and this psychologist would be sitting to my left. So she would, be, she would give me these cognitive tests to study my, my brain function, right? Uh, and other tests, and again, I would enjoy doing them. But what I, of course, what I really wanted to do was just get the hell out of the hospital, right? But anyway, I enjoyed doing these tests. I have more to talk about my house my hospital experience there, bad and good, maybe at another time. If you if you can remind me, contact me via my Facebook page or email. I will say that I was very very lucky uh, that I got out of it with with no surgeries. My left eye is, a, is slightly, it's just every so slightly off, and my, the left wing of my pelvis won't ever be the same. But, um, and I have scars. I have scars all over my body. I think I said it to my friend Will in episode two that for a while, I have a tattoo now, which I got last, um, just before this past Halloween, and I'm 43. I was 42 and I got it. But I had so many scars on my body, I always thought that they told more of a story. But, um, yeah, so this hospital, they did some questionable things, which um, which I did not like. So, anyway, I just banged the mic. Sorry, man. Sorry about that. Sorry, everyone. So, anyway, this therapist, she asked me, this is the question, okay. She asked me the name, To she asked me to name the presidents going backwards from the then current president, George Bush senior. Okay. It's less than 2 weeks from the accident. I'm for next year I'm going to be suffering migraines and dizziness from from the multiple head trauma I got which is lingo for major concussion. I was not wearing a helmet. So my head was concussed majorly. So thankfully my skull didn't crack when it first hit the windshield and then the sidewalk. It was actually my eye socket that took the hit on the windshield. But anyway, so less than fourteen days maybe it was maybe seven days from getting hit in his accident, I'm being asked this question from the psychologist you know it's not it's not person woman man camera t v It's named the president's backwards and and I'm suffering as I am from this accident i'm I'm just really banged up, you know like i it I can't. You can't. Uh, my face is still bruised. I have a gigantic bandage on my waist. I'm hooked up to an IV. You anyway, know, I'm broken. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm mentally. It was. I was just not good. You know, all those broken bones and everything. So she asked me this question: Name the presidents going backwards from the then current president, George Bush Senior. Okay. So. I name the presidents going backwards. I go from George Bush Ronald Reagan See if you could do this. Okay, go from George Bush and then go backwards. Name the presidents. Okay, let's go. George Bush This is not this is not W. This is the senior. This is the dad. George Bush Ronald Reagan Jimmy Carter Gerald Ford, LBJ, Lyndon Johnson, then JF Kennedy. JF Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> JFK. And so there's George Bush, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, Lyndon Johnson, John F. Kennedy. I don't know how I did it. Honestly. Carter and Ford? That was just a huge guess. They came from some whatever smart... Uh, pudding that got unearthed in my brain from the the cranial rattling. That could be possible, right? You get smarter from that kind of thing. There's got to be some kind of test done to see after you get knocked in the head and, and get a major concussion, do you actually gain some smarts? That's a good question. In fact, I remember when I was sitting with my guidance counselor, going in. This is tenth grade, so I'm going into eleventh and twelfth grade after this. And I was homeschooled; teachers would come to my house for the end of my tenth year. But I'm in, I'm sitting with my guidance counselor, and and I finally said to him, "I want to get out of the drama department. I want to I want to leave theater and take photography instead, because one reason I've always enjoyed photography, and two, I was not getting any further in drama class." Uh, And I still found, so for some reason, I still have weird, strange uh, flashback memories and dreams from my time in drama there. And I also could not take the anti-Semitism and bullying that was going on in drama that time. My brother and sister, my brother and sister who are older than me, had a much better and much happier experience than me. I did not. So photography uh, was where I went to. But even in that class, even in my photography class, there was a bully. Not of me. Now he wouldn't not. Bully, he wouldn't really bully me. He would bully another kid. At the time, and I, I, I couldn't do anything about it. And the photography classroom was built. There's like one classroom, then there's a hallway, then the other classroom, uh, other room. So he would push his kid around when the teacher was in the other side of the you know the other room like on the other side of the hallway. This jerk had so much control over this other boy, sometimes they'd be fine. Sometimes it would be jerking around. But the next minute, I see them fighting in class, and the bully is spitting on the kid's back. And also, he he would work at this supermarket in town, uh, actually, where I had my first job. And because my mom would go to that supermarket after work, you know, to shop for our family, she would be one of the last people in the supermarket... And she would, he this guy, this this dick, would always come up to me and said, you know, your mom is make, not letting us go home, blah, blah, blah. She always has to come in late. It's like, you know, shut up. And then, you know, anyway, back to the hospital. So I named the president. I named the president. I go backwards from George Bush to JFK, and I'm shocked. And, and listen, I have to be honest with you. I had to just go up, go look, Google, and remind myself who was before Carter, <laughs> because it was easy to me because uh, the uh, for for then I see you know, there's, there's Carter and Ford, and then after that LBJ. I see, I see LBJ on the plane. He's getting signed in uh, on the plane, standing next to JFK's coffin, and you know the Jackie or Nassus there, you well, know, she wasn't Nassus. It was Jackie Nassus Kennedy. She, you know, Jackie's standing there in the bloody dress. So if it's, I remember that. You know, I have little clues to remember things. So I remembered that, but Ford and Carter, I had no idea how I got that. So I do this t- cognitive test, and I think that's really good. I, I nailed it, right? I did pretty good. So then this woman, the, uh, the doctor, she asked me to make up a story, any story. So at that time, I lived around the corner from a small strip of storefronts. There was a bar, a stationery, a pizzeria, and a cleaner's. Whenever I would walk around the block to go over there for anything, well, other than the bar, because I was too young, I'd stop in the stationery. There was a video game, which was an awesome driving video game. I'd go in there for candy and some chips, usually just the chocolate the chocolate bars and the M&M's and stuff. Sometimes I go for the salty balance, which I still do today, but reverse. I'm more of a a salt addict now with, like, chips and popcorn. So anyway, I buy candy for when I got home, but I'd also buy candy for the walk home. And if I bought a scratch-off ticket, which, you know, they didn't care how old I was, I would scratch it off on the way home. And if I wanted any money, I'd turn around and then... I get the money for a new scratch off and buy more candy for the walk home actually in fact the first time i the first time I ever won money on a New York lottery card, you know picking numbers was I was underage and I got it from this store and i think i s- i think I won thirty seven dollars I spent five dollars so i got thirty two dollars <laughs> and I had to been you know. Maybe sixteen, seventeen. Anyway, so I'm asked by this clinical psychologist to make up a story. My story was about a boy who was going to be walking to the stationery store around the block, holding a dollar, but the, a wind picks up the dollar, blows it away. So he goes home, you know, and asks his mom for another dollar, and she gives she gives him the dollar, and he walks back to the store around the block to get some candy. Easy, nothing story. Thinking about it now, I know I use my mom in the story. I know because if I had used my dad, I know if I lost money and I asked my dad for more money that I lost, he'd be fucking, you know, furious and that'd be it. And there, there were a couple of times when he thought I had lost money and when I didn't and he got really angry. So, anyway, I use my mom in the story. So she tells me her, her analysis I don't think that's protocol for uh, a doctor to to quickly tell the patient their analysis I don't know why she did maybe I asked and she just felt bad for me so she did and these are not the exact words but she says it's about a boy who lost something or st- or something that uh, lost something or something that meant a lot to him and that was taken away uh, 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 beyond his control and he needed his mom's help he, he he relied on his mommy okay right that's a sweet analysis you know maybe there was something about why it was just a dollar I don't know maybe I was afraid of my dad and I didn't use him maybe she looked into that no she she said she knew my mom would understand and that she would help me and I still relied on my mommy. Yeah, I'm 15 years old. And I'm in this condition that I was in, still wanting my mommy to protect me. Yeah, I never thought that was either a good story or a groundbreaking analysis. Okay. Anyway, this is, uh, this is my memory for you. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. My cognitive test of knowing the presence backwards. Let me get back to that. My cognitive test of knowing the presence going backwards. Will forever be tarnished by the person in charge now. That Tessa. Name the, pre, the president's backwards. I'll tell you what, I want to start with Obama and work my way backwards. Person, man, woman, camera, TV. Thank you for listening. Yeah.